Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you, wherever you are in this world. You're listening to Cloud Signs. I'm Captain Keith, and today's new episode is a music documentary that I discovered on Britpop group Pulp. The movie is called Pulp, a film about life, death, and supermarkets. <laughs> what a title, right? Um, so the synopsis of the film, of this documentary, is 25 years and 10 million album sales since the Britpop band found fame. They returned to their hometown for the last ever UK concert. Uh, so this, the, the director of this film is Florian, uh, either it's Habicht or Habicht, I'm not quite sure how to say his last name. And the story is also by Florian Habicht or Habicht with Jarvis Cocker, who's the lead singer of uh, Pulp, and Peter O'Donoghue. So the band um, at the time this film was made is of course a founding member and lead singer Jarvis Cocker, Candida Doyle or Candida Doyle on keys, Nick Banks on drums, Steve Mackey on bass, Richard Howley on guitar, and Mark Weber on guitar. So <laughs> what can I say about this music documentary? So we'll start at the beginning. The movie opens up with a very cool, big, like green hollowed out letters that are like neon, like over a black background. As you hear Jarvis uh, thanking the live concert audience for uh, coming to the show and for being Pulp fans. You know, he also becomes a little bit more vulnerable in this conversation. Uh, he and the band, uh, when he talks about playing for the hometown of Sheffield, of course. He then starts to talk about, uh, you know, an origin of, uh, of a song and how a lot of their songs were actually, you know, inspired and, and written in Sheffield. And then he uh, politely asks the audience if he can uh, pull the roof off of their of the arena, you know. <laughs> and we talked about, you know, how most of their songs were like written in Sheffield, but this next song was not written in Sheffield. Uh, well, before I talk about that, you know. I love the fact that he like basically politely, as the English gentleman that he is, you know, asked the, the, the audience if you can pull the roof off of the arena so they can really get down. So the American version of that is tear the roof off the sucker. <laughs> or tear the roof or tear the roof off this mother, you know. So it was just kind of funny, culturally speaking, uh, hearing him say the same thing, but, you know, in his proper English way. I, I got a kick out of that. That was cool. So um, once uh, the crowd, you know, screams and, and gives the approval that he can do that, you know, Pulp goes into their biggest hit, which is Common People. And you can see the pure joy from the crowd as they sing along. You can also see how happy the band is as they play the song. And it's really cool, the documentary, you know, it goes from there to, you know, featuring the different band members. And one of my favorite scenes is with the drummer, Nick, Nick Banks. Um, you see him on the field. You see, well, actually, you see, when you can see a band really getting into a song they're playing or really getting into the songs, it just makes the, the that music show, that live concert, that much more fun. So I, I like that. So now, what's very unique about this music documentary is that the town Sheffield, um, the people in it are basically like the main characters of this documentary, while Pulp is their really cool supporting cast. So, you know, I really like that. And the the first question 
uh, the interviewer, who's probably the director, asked Jarvis, is completely unorthodox and original in a very intriguing way. Um, he asked him, you know, so tell me about your dream. And Jarvis is like, I, you know, I dream, I had a dream about, a, you know, a car, and, uh, you know, you know, having a flat tire. So then <laughs> they open up the movie uh, after Jarvis says that you see him uh, you know, with the car and a flat tire. <laughs> and I just thought that's, you know, you never see rock stars doing stuff like that. So, and while he's, you know, messing with the tire because he's got to change it, um, you hear this like choir in the background reinterpreting one of uh, Pulp's songs, which is really cool. Uh, so it's, it's a cool, it's a cool uh, blend and combination. All girls soccer team, or as they were saying in, in the UK, Brit football team playing soccer, and they all got Pulp t-shirts on. And uh, he just talks about how, yeah, you know, my daughter plays soccer. No, or he says she, you know, she plays football. And I figured I asked the band, hey. How about we, you know, we sponsor, you know, sponsor the team with you? What do you think about that? And Pulp was like, sure, why not? So, <laughs> so then Nick's like, well, you know, so yeah, you know, we sponsored the band. I mean, we, we sponsored the football team, my daughter's football team. And the girls are all wearing the shirts and they're like, Pulp, who's, who's Pulp? And Nick says this, he gives this look into the camera and he's like, you know, impersonating his daughter. And he's like, oh, it's me dad's crap band. <laughs> and it's really cute and funny because at that moment, he's not Nick Banks, the great, you know, amazing drummer from Pulp. He's this dad whose daughter's a teenage girl who's embarrassed that her dad's in this band. Although I'm like, I don't know if she realizes how big her dad's band is, especially in, you know, around the world and in Europe. <laughs> so it's cool to see a different side of, you know, of the musicians, uh, you know, of the band members in Pulp. That's just uh, one of my favorite, you know, scenes. I, it was just really cute because you could tell he was being total dad. And, you know, and I can, I can totally believe that his daughter probably said that. I mean, dad's crap band. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that. So, and you know, and once again, it's always fascinating to find out what, you know, band members did, what, what people in the group do before they make it big, uh, you know, what kind of day job they had, or what, what's their life like, even when they're off the road, you know, both of those things. That's always really intriguing and, 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 and fun to watch. So, you know, I could definitely appreciate that. That was a cool scene. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> or another scene, well, let me get into another scene uh, in the movie. So first off, this was, probably the most unique music documentary I've ever seen just of how it was directed and what they and what, and what Florian did yeah of course you see the citizens walking down the street that's that's no big deal when he gets the interview um, he interviews Josephine and she seems like she's like oh, you know an elderly lady like a senior citizen and it's, uh and she's uh, sitting she might be waiting for the bus I'm not quite sure what she's doing um, and uh you know they talk to her. And she talks about how she knows about Blur, I mean, how she knows about Pulp, and that she would listen to Pulp and Blur. And she said that <laughs> uh, between the two groups, and, and mind you, I don't recall the director even asking her which one was better. She just volunteered. And it's very possible that the director interviewed a lot of people, and this is what you know he chose to go with, because it was such a good scene. You know, she looks at the camera, because she's sitting down like, uh, it might even be like in a, um, sometimes uh, um, elderly people might have like a walker that they can also turn into a chair. 
and it, I think that's what she had possibly that's what that's, that's what it looked like and she was sitting in it I think like I said she might have been wait, waiting for the bus and it was she was so casual Josephine as she was talking very personable and she says oh yeah I will listen to Pulp and Blur and she says I prefer Pulp and she says um no, I like music that makes you think. I think, you know, so basically she's saying that they had better lyrics. So, I mean, that, that, that was a cool scene. Uh, and like I said, you know, the director, you know, Florian, he didn't ask her that question. He didn't go with her. She just volunteered that. I mean, she just, she said it so as a matter of fact. <laughs> so, and then um, there's, there's other scenes like um, uh, the, the, it's called Castle Market, where, you know, and there's a fish market and you find out, let's just say, uh, you find out that one of the members in the band worked at Castle Market before he before they made it in Pulp and before they got famous. And it was just really cool just uh, to, to, that when they interviewed the, the people that work in the, at this place that he worked at and they asked about this person and like, oh, I haven't seen that person. I'm not here. Hey, you know, not in a long time. And then he, and then he, and then the, the the worker asked another co a co-worker about it and they were laughing about it and then a member from the band talks about that experience working uh, in the market and how it was and <laughs> and how the work that this person was doing in the market um, left him left that person uh, coming home um, smelling like the market and the person said that that was always like a conundrum because they would smell like the market uh, mixed with bleach on your hands. And the person said that, you know, it's it's really hard to date people. Uh, I'm paraphrasing when you, had, when you had that going on. And I thought that was very funny, but very cool. Now, also, when there's a scene of the Castle Market and the different uh, stores in Castle Market, I, I saw uh, an, an action figure slash toy in the market. I mean, and it's also cool too that, you know, to see how people uh, uh, interact with them with their music. And this documentary does a really great job of showing you that the interaction they have with their fans when they're performing. It, it really is a, a sight to see. It's, it's pretty magical. We'll get into more of that in a minute from a, a very famous television show, I'll say. And I think that um, that action figure and the television show actually has a tie to Sheffield. I'll say that much, but it, that was, it was cool to see that. I, I was surprised. It was a nice little like Easter egg, so to, so to speak, to see that. Um, the bass player Steve Mackey, uh, when I interview him, he just talks about how you know, you know, he's from Sheffield, and all his friends like when they play Sheffield, his friends are like, "You're all right," you know, which means to him when they say if, if they say if if the people in Sheffield say you're all right, to Steve that means well we're good. So, <laughs> so yeah, which which is another reason why whenever Paul plays their hometown, it has a lot more meaning to them. It's a lot more personal. So I, I totally understand that. So another thing I want to talk about is uh, with Terry. Terry is a he's an older older man, and he's a, he's a he's a newspaper man. He has a newspaper stand. So you see on the you know on, on the sidewalk. You know, in his booth, Sony newspapers and, and, and tabloid magazines. And it's really cool because it's such an old school, rare thing. You never see people selling newspapers like that, you know, on the street anymore, hardly ever. 
at least not where I'm where I'm from and where I live, uh, with their own booth. So and you see him taking the money and the coins and the pounds from different people. So Florian, you know, asks him, "Hey, uh, you know, are you are you a pulp fan?" And Terry's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Oh, I can't wait to see him." So, and what's so? This documentary is also, like I said, it's about that. You know, they're they're doing, I believe, like two concerts uh, in Sheffield. So, and Terry's like, "I can't wait to go," and he's just starts talking about you know music, and uh, he's asked, "Well, what's your favorite song?" And he says, "We Are the Champions" by Queen. So, <laughs> so that was cool. And uh, <laughs> I think that footage was left in because, you know, who doesn't love that song? And who doesn't want to apply that song to their own life? So, but yeah, it was it was cool to, um, to see this guy in his newspaper stand doing his everyday work, talking about he can't wait to go to the show tonight. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that scene. It was, it was definitely different. And... Uh, there's <laughs> there's a one of the a, 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 to me it was like a bizarre scene uh, from the concert footage that they show and, and I don't know it was from the concert you know for the finale um, of the film or if it was a previous concert but you see Jarvis and the gang throwing toilet paper into the crowd <laughs> and I'm just like thinking that's weird because usually the fans are throw stuff at you, <laughs> maybe toilet paper at you, but you're throwing it at them. It's just like you know, middle school kids or high school kids, but they seem to be having fun, and the crowd was into it. So I, that was very bizarre and interesting. So uh, it was a, <laughs> and then you know, there's a scene where Jarvis, um, you hear a voiceover of Jarvis talking about how. Sometimes it's easier to share his intimate feelings uh, in songs to a crowd of fans than someone that someone that, that he's actually involved with. And uh, you know, I can, I can definitely see that, and I can I think there might be a lot of uh, musicians who may feel that way at times. Uh, so now, another cool thing about what's going on in this documentary is you get to see different people uh, reinterpreting Pulp's music. So it's not just only, it's not only Paul performing the music and you hearing their catalog in the film, you get to actually see people like in Sheffield, uh, you know, reinterpreting it. And that's a, and that's a joy to see. Um, so like you see this one choir and it's, and it's, it's these ladies um, and they seem to be, uh, you see these ladies and they're, and they're singing common people. And once again, I don't know what it is about that song, but it, it just makes people smile and get happy when they sing it, and they hear the you know the choral version of it and the harmony of it. It was just really really cool. <laughs> now, what I wanted to say, which was uh, really intriguing to me, was um, you see like uh, it's and this is in the trailer as well for the movie. The director like goes to this house now see now the cool thing about this movie is that i don't know if this was scripted or if this was just guerrilla style he just did it that's the cool thing about this movie i feel like parts of it are guerrilla style 
where you just go up to people and you just do it or or you know or what, what do they say uh uh DYI style and other parts feel like they're scripted so uh, but they go up to this house and these kids come out and I'm gonna say the kids may be like around maybe from I, I'm gonna say that they might be like around 11 to 13 I'm not quite sure yeah, but it's uh, Rio and Liberty and I think they're brother and sister and uh, you know the director says hey would you like to be in a movie it's about a band, and he says, you know, Pulp, and they're like, oh, we've heard of them, and Liberty's like, you know, she asked about the album Different Class, so I thought that was, you know, really cool that she knew about that album, so once again, you know, that's a really, really big, famous album for them, uh, and then he plays them a song to see if they recognize it, and they didn't, but they liked it, it was Disco 2000, so that was cool, and later on in the film, you get Liberty and Rio's take on what it means to be a child and what it means to be an adult. And, and it's very cool to hear uh, their perspective on being young versus being old. Very, very mature perspective. Perspective I didn't have at their age. I'm going to keep it real. So <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. And then there's uh, the unique uh, dance group. And you get to see them practicing to Pulp's Disco 2000, teenage girls. And it was just interesting because after you see them, you know, practicing, you know, and doing their thing, and they're pretty good, uh, they interview, you know, the girls about, you know, uh, just about music and fame. And once again, you know, I don't know what it is, but, you know, the kids in Sheffield seem to be pretty mature. <laughs> maybe more mature than most um, their perspectives were uh, at times funny and very poignant and very uh, just very mature very down to earth very humble um, a lot of times when you're a teenager you know a lot of times you might be kind of trendy kind of um, materialistic because you want to fit in and you want to have what your you know what your girlfriend or boyfriend has or what your neighbor has didn't get that vibe from the dance group it was pretty cool. It's very interesting. Yeah, very cool conversation that was had. So, and then you go into uh, there's other fans that you meet. They're from different walks of life, and some of them have stories. And when you hear some of their stories and how they connected to pulp, very unique. Especially the guy Bomar, I think his name is. <laughs> his story was very fascinating, uh, very revealing. And one, and you know, a lot of the the fans that they talk to, they talk to more than once within the film. They go back to them as well. So it's not just one conversation or it's the conversation is broken up throughout the film. And it, and it, it, it blends in perfectly. So, I mean, I really did enjoy that. And then you find out more things about other band members uh, that you didn't know about. I got the feeling uh, when, the, when the, the band members were talking outside of Jarvis that um, they were very happy that he was front and center and they were very happy to be you know, playing and being behind him. Of course, it's said by the band that, you know, he's very charismatic and, you know, if you're walking with him somewhere, you know, he gets the attention. But that's how it usually is when you're a great singer, when you're a great lead singer, period. That That's gonna happen, you know, people are into what you're doing. So, yeah, I, I could tell, totally dig that. Um, other, other things, there's other people from different walks of life um, 
And what's cool when you see other people with the trades, like there's uh, a <laughs> there's one guy and oh man, I forgot to get his name. But um, oh, I don't think they showed it. He sell he sells a certain type of thing, and a certain type of thing that he sells has allowed him to meet all kinds of famous musicians and people, and he's cut. <laughs> And he is connected to Richard Howley. So he sold one of, one of those things to Richard. So uh, uh, you have to watch the film to see what I'm talking about. But that's a really cool scene. And then Richard talks about uh, some of the albums and the album covers, like Different Class. And this is hardcore, how that album cover caused some controversy because it has like this woman like lying on the floor, half naked. Now, people, some people didn't like it, but it's such a great record. So I didn't know that about that record. So that was cool. Uh, and they talked about how their first record was from 1983, It. So which means that Pulp was the first Britpop group. Um, they, they precede Blur and Oasis by a lot of years, really. Very fascinating. Of course, it was a different lineup, but Jarvis was always the singer. There's a scene that goes back to Josephine, the lady we spoke about earlier. And she talks about how she would love to know more about more about the background of the band and what motivates them. So very, very, very cool lady, very cool person. The fans at the, at the concert, and when you see some of the merch that they're wearing from Pulp is really cool and very, very unique, very nice. And they interview some other fans who are waiting to go to the concert. And that was really cool and very interesting and enlightening. Uh, when you, you know, uh, why they love the group, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, there's a few cool scenes about that and really quirky that I really enjoyed. And there's one more scene uh, where there's a great reinterpretation of one of their songs. And uh, it's my favorite scene from the film. And I'll see if you guys can figure it out. Definitely, I'm not gonna tell you about that one, but uh, it's, uh, it's really cool. I want to say that Pulp's charm definitely comes from that. And there's other things that, you know, when you meet all the different types of people from the walk of life and how they've translated um, their translation of the music and the interpretation of it is really cool. There's um, some surprises in regards to some uh, people and, and, and how, how they've uh, interpreted the work. You'll, you'll see in the film, uh, I thought it was very surprising. Quiet, uh, quiet yet dynamic at the same time. I guess my only complaint about this documentary would be, I'm amazed at how down to earth and approachable the people of Sheffield are. That I want to know more about how Pulp came to be and where they met. Now to be fair, you know, this is also like a fond farewell to the band while they give you a great view of their hometown. And, and, and nevertheless, you know, how did you choose the name Pulp? You know, I want to know about that too. But like I said, to be fair, this was a, uh, this was a fond farewell. So, I, on one hand, I understand why they don't get into that. It just would have been nice to give a brief synopsis of how they chose a name and how they came to be, and how, you know, and at the final moment when Jarvis knew that he wanted to have this band no matter what. You know, there's a scene where uh, the director asked Jarvis, you know, is he always on or is he off now while he's talking to him? And Jarvis says, it's a little bit of both, but he's like, most of the time I'm on, except, except for when I'm sleeping. I thought that was really interesting and funny. You know, the people of Sheffield are uniquely quirky, funny, loving, and approachable, just like Pope. So I guess now I have to 
go to a new city in England whenever I go to England, Sheffield. You know, this movie also succeeds because, you know, I wound up going back and listening to my pulp records and buying some of their older stuff. So I enjoyed that. Uh, like this hardcore, like I said, is my favorite album from them. It, it just really got me into them. And in regards to the Britpop wars between Blur, Oasis, and Pulp, Oasis was considered like the working class band, and Blur was the artistic, creative band, and Pulp was somewhere in the middle. But I'm gonna say, really, I think Pulp was more uh, of the working class band after watching this film than Oasis. So I, you know, but all three bands are great. The concert they give is amazing. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, with one being the worst and ten, ten being the best, I give this movie a nine. It's a great documentary. Pulp, a film about life, death, and supermarkets. I watched it on, on Pluto uh, channel, but you can also watch it on Amazon uh, as well and, and, and various other streaming services. You can also buy it. You know, the film came out like in 2014. And, you know, with Clef Signs, I'm going to give you reviews on new stuff and older stuff. If it's good, it's good. That's all that matters to me. Thanks again for listening. Good people of planet Earth and the known universe. They've been listening to Clef Signs. If you like uh, what you've heard, please like, subscribe, or hit favorite. Thanks again. I had a good time. I hope you did. And until next time, see you somewhere out in space. When you watch the credits, don't stop until the very last credit because there's a special scene at the end. Fun facts about this uh, movie. So, Pulp, the band, um, saw the film that Florian did previously called Love Story. And in this film, I believe Florian was uh, like in New York and he was walking around asking people um, about love. And the whole film was just, you know, getting people's interpretation and their perspective of what love is. So, and I guess the band watched that film and after the band saw that film, they were impressed and they're like, oh yeah, we'd love to have them do this documentary. So now, the other fun fact is, is that, you know, as Jarvis and the band were getting ready to prepare for their final concert in Sheffield, <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh, you know, they talked to Florian, like, hey, yeah, we'd love to do a, a, a documentary about it. And then Jarvis is like, oh, but it's, you know, this six weeks before the show. I don't think you're going to have enough time to do it. And Florian was like, no, I can do it. And he pulled it off. So very, very cool. He pulled it off. And one more last fun fact about the town Sheffield. You know, Pulp is, yeah, you know, definitely from Sheffield, famous band from Sheffield. But there's other bands from Sheffield I didn't even know were from there. Arctic Monkeys, Human League, Joe Cocker, Def Leppard, Heaven 17, who knew? Cabaret Voltaire, ABC. I mean, hey, so yeah, like I said, whenever I get a chance to go to England, definitely want to visit Sheffield. That's definitely on my list. Uh, so it, yeah, it seems like it'd be a cool place to go and the people seem to be really great. So thanks again for listening. Until next time. <laughs>